You are listening to the Talking Tough Podcast, the world's toughest men and women at their most vulnerable. Their stories of triumph, their falls from grace, and their climb back to the top, to life. This is Rick Bassman here for Talking Tough on the Podcast One Network. He's always with us. He's going to be our guest. And here we are live on Talking Tough from Maui with Flex Wheeler pointing a gun at you. We're going to have to find out. Hey, guys, we got pros. Hey, welcome to Talking Tough with Butterbean, Flex, and Rick Bassman. And all my co-hosts are frozen. They've lost their internet connection. But I'm here. I just want to say hi to everybody and hope everybody's doing good tonight. We got a great show. We're going to. Try to answer some questions, that, you know, if y'all got some questions for us and all, and uh, I'll throw it up to Rick. Thank you, Bean. Good to see you. Good to see you, my two bald, beautiful brothers, as always, every week. And uh, <laughs> bald, beautiful taste. brothers. Butter Bean Boss, bald, beautiful brother. That's a lot of alliteration, as they would say in uh, English class. It's good to see you guys, man. Um, we, uh, we will have Boss with us shortly. He's at a family dinner. Um, you know, boss is always right on time. So he uh, let us know this a little while in advance. We lost our guest. That's okay, though. We have a huge guest lineup coming up. I'm not worried about it. This just gives us a chance, being and Flex and Boss and myself, to uh, to shoot the breeze a bit. So why, yeah. why don't we do this? I have some ideas for us tonight where we can screw around and have some fun. But um but first, let's check in. Let's see what's uh, going on with everybody this week. Flex, what's up with you, man? You know, uh, as I said last week, I hate complaining. I uh, just, you know, but I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, you can, you have to be old enough to understand that saying. I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. But, um, you know, I'm six feet, uh, six feet above ground. Uh, that's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, um, just still trying to make it, brother. Still trying to make it, trying to inspire people. Um, you know, I, I said it before, but, you know, uh, being just to look at you and, and, and to seeing how violent you was, man, you always got this 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 happy grin about you. You know, it just I look down there like, like, how could I have a bad day looking at this guy? And then I remember how you smashed and rearranged people's, you know, front teeth and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. But it's good to see you, Bean. How's everything going to you, brother? I got paid for it. So that's the amazing, great part about life. I got paid for it. You guys, excuse me. I'm running from the camera. You'll see why in a second. Bean, I just wanted to... If I see a lion or some bear or something, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's it's, it's actually my strap-on that I occasionally use on myself. No, I'm kidding. That was a horrible joke. Wow. But Bean, thank you so much. I received this pen from you, brother. Man, it is amazing. The craftsmanship, good grief, man. This is beautiful. Jeez. You know what? I can use this as a weapon. I can take this on a plane, uh, on a plane uh, and uh, do some nice little wet work, you know what I mean? But look at that thing, you guys. That is just beautiful. Bean it's made these. It's my little fiber, Rick. Wow. Look at that there. You know, Bean, do you realize that in the first two minutes of this show today, Flex Wheeler showed us his handgun on screen. He then told us about his sex toys. And now he's talking about how he's going to kill people on an airplane. And love it. Such a nice smile on his face, too. It. Don't leave home without it. Very smart. And I got a stabbing pen, too. Whoa. Oh, I like your color. Look at that there, man. That's the orange Dutch color. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. 
Exactly. You can do some nice work with these. When you get being your address, I have some stuff to send you. Being one yeah, see now. See, I think, I think being, I think being knows I was about to call him That's out. That's all right. How's your week about... going, Bob? But, I'm sorry? How's your week gone? My week was going good, you know. You know, at uh, at uh, New Year's Eve, I think I was in bed at uh, 10 o'clock. <laughs> I said to my wife, I'm out. I was up at 5. I was at the gym at 6. I did everything, something and started, and then I've been doing that for the last six days. That's my new regimen. So I get up, I go to my meditation, do all stuff, hit the gym really early, hit the sauna, do my, my 30 repetitions with my long training device, start my workout. After 45 minutes of the sauna, I do some stretching in the heat, meditation, relaxing, 7.30, I'm out, I did everything. It's amazing. Jeez. Man, you make me feel like garbage. You, you still keep your regimen. I mean, I... You know, geez, you just make me, you inspire me, but also make me feel like crap also, you know, to see everything well, that you get done. o'clock in the morning, I'm in bed. <laughs> you I may be to. tired just telling me about your regimen. I'm, I'm exhausted just listening to it. You know, Flex, I, I got to tell you, man, I had, exact, I had exactly the same reaction about what Boss is saying. Like, inspired and bummed out at the same time. But well, I think we all know. You know, you guys have all been professional high-level athletes. I've been around it my whole life. We all know, man, we can make the decision to switch over to that any yeah. day. And yeah. you know, I've been, like, fighting that every day. I know I'm not doing what I should be doing and what I will be doing, but we always have the ability to, to make that change for sure. So, Flex, let's get back into it, man. Let's do it. Let's, oh, 100%. 100%. Actually, um, great thing is I wanted to – I mean, I'm not going to challenge uh, Boss. Uh, I hate losing. Um, so I like setting myself up for success, but I, I just want to go on record right now and challenge all of us right now to try to get back into the best shape of our life. Uh, being, okay. I know you at work with that, but also just to inspire all of our, our listeners and our followers, let's, let's as, as a family, as a, as a, as this incredible race, this human race, man, let's just inspire people. And, and no matter what's going on with 2022, let's make the best version of it. And that best version starts within us. Right. I mean, it's so crazy. It's like, you know, when I wash my car, it seems like it just drives so much better. It's the same right. damn car. And right. the same thing when I go in a gym and I actually train, I mean, you know, I, I'm not stupid. It's, it's, it's a lifestyle, right? But I just feel so much better because I got something done, you know, and it just, it's like these, 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 like little feelings that you get of just a sensation of you feel better about yourself. So, I just want to inspire everybody, starting with us four, man. Let's just take it upon ourselves to just make 2022 the best version that we can. And that starts right here. It's all perception, right? It's so like flex. that that old saying, the glass is half. It's half. Flex. So flex. we can How look at we it. And hold ourselves and hold each other accountable to this because I want to do it. What are we going to yeah, do? I here? don't tell me and I ain't got time. <laughs> you got to wake up earlier. That's what I do. Otherwise, I don't have to dive on <laughs> I don't sleep good enough as it is. Oh, that's not good. No, and me you, neither, Bean. Me neither. I uh, I don't sleep well. But you know, I mean, what? I have listen, a real bad. The truth is, sleeping. Bean. Listen, I really do. The the truth I is, I take my sleeping pills and I'll be out for a couple hours and I'm back up. Yeah. So let's yeah. let's let's do this, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep interrupting everybody on this. Let's switch us back to the positive for a minute. Let's switch it back to the positive. Boss is already doing it. Boss is inspiring us. Flex, you and I know that we can do this. We know Butterbean can too, but we'll say that oh, for another we day. Do. We'll say that. I'm not going to let day. Butterbean excuse himself out of this. No way. It's, 
is no effing excuse that you can possibly give me, Bean, that I'm going to accept. Okay, listen, I uh, I don't want to fight you, but I'm 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 very very scary with weapons, man. I'm scary. Uh, I'm good to about six seven hundred yards out. So don't put me in a predicament where I have to put some BB shots in that big ass of yours, but we're going to get you in oh. shape. You hear me? <laughs> I, I remember you, you live in Las Vegas. I'm from Alabama. We got real weapons here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and the, the thing I want to say about training, like the times that you don't want to train, those are the days that make you the strongest if you do go. Yeah, you're and right. what you need to do is what I do, I, I really don't want to go. And I have this more often, but I focus on the feeling that I will have afterwards. And that will always help me. And once I'm half through my workout, I go, okay, now it's good. Yeah. I can finish. And then I'm actually really happy that I did it. But it's yeah. not doing it. You're letting yourself down. And then it's like hitting the snooze button every time. You know, I'll sure. do it tomorrow. Sure. And then sure. and it goes down. Sure. Thank you. But, Thank you for but the last two weeks, I've been strict on my diet. I mean, like, good. dead strict. I mean, I haven't veered. I haven't done... I mean, I'm talking, I'm getting about 100 grams, 100, 120 grams of protein, probably 30 grams of carbs. I mean, like. Are you you I'm live a day? That's it. How how can you even function with that? That's. That's not always easiest, but I can make it. It's <laughs> not always easiest. Well, you but know what? You're halfway there. That food and the way we eat is almost 70 to 80 percent of getting in shape as it is. So, man, you're halfway there. I haven't even accomplished that of getting my food back in but um we're gonna make this happen and you're right i know uh, i got a lot of family back out in your regiment i know you about you guys and your weapons and everything i'm just saying bean don't put me in that predicament (laughs) where i have to put some little bb shots in you because then you know it's all downhill from there and and you know what i'm going to stay with boss so if you want to fight you're gonna have to grapple him before you even touch me so let's just do the good thing Let's I just flex. want to say let's, this real let's, quick. Flex, let's flex. Let's do this, man. Why, if you're up for it, let's have a conversation tomorrow morning. We're gonna to start tomorrow, right? This is our not starting morning. Point. I'm like Bean. It can't be in the morning, bro. I mean, oh I come on, like we're gonna do it early, like five. Come on, let's shit. Oh, you, can. yeah. <laughs> on right, top guys. of that, you're earlier than us anyway. So, but I uh, know. Let's, let's do that. Let's hold each other accountable. But I gotta yes. say this. I know I said it before, but I need you guys to understand. I mean, Boss and Bean, I, I looked up to you guys. I watched you fight on 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 my TV in my living room, and uh, you know, I had I had a chance to brush shoulders with you, uh, Boss, before never with you, Bean. But you gentlemen just don't understand, you know, um, what an honor it is to sit here and, and and be able to look at you guys and talk to you guys because now I brag about it. I, you know, I was bragging to my son. You know, he goes, that's not the real brother. I go, that is him, you know. <laughs> He's like, what? And uh, so, and uh, it, it's just it's just amazing, uh, you know, to be able to hear, to, to, to sit and talk to you guys and uh, to consider you guys my brothers and everything. I, you, you guys just don't know. I feel like a fan. I, I know what it feels like to be a fan. Uh, and I feel like one around you guys. But, you know, like I said, Bean, you just rewrote the fighter's manual. Of what a fighter have to look like, boss. You're at the beginning of it before all this kind of uh, political BS was involved. You know, it was real fighting back in your days. You know, even when I was a kid, it was real effing fighting, man. You get broke, you get your jaw broke, you stand up, you shake the guy's hand and give him a hug because it was not. Yep, things break. Huh? (laughs) 
Hey, Rick, let's see if we answer some questions tonight. We ain't done that in a while. What do you think, boss? Let's do it. About what? Answer no, from our, from our viewers. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. First of all, thanks, everybody, because I see a lot of people. That two-man power trip, that was me, actually. Uh thanking everybody because they go hey they they all man, the, the people that are listening like us and uh, love us and, and and we love you guys right back so yes let's answer some questions uh, absolutely can Rachel pop them up for us Rick yeah Rachel or John will do that for us I just want to give back to the fans you know they, they've been listening and dedicated and I, I get them private messaging me on Facebook and I'd like to you know just answer because they, they got questions for y'all too Let's do it. I think that's a great idea. Yep. Absolutely. So we, we know that Rachel and John, uh, any, here we go. Eddie wants to know if there's any more Boss Rutten products coming to market. We, we know hey, about Bob, the O2. I want to know if you got any more products coming out. Yeah, I, it's no, not more. It's uh, the O2 trader I'm focusing on right now. I have an idea, though, and I will make that thing. And once you see it, everybody's going to go, why didn't I come up with that stupid thing? It's one of those things that every martial arts gym wants to have at least one or two, and it's uh, it, and I can't say anything because it's very it's going to be very easy to make, but it's uh, it's a big thing. So uh, it's, it's a small thing, but it's it's a good concept, and uh, I'm going to come up with that. Yeah, now now I made everybody uh, wondering what it is, but I'll make sure I'm going to do it. Well, that's now. good. That makes them wondering. Think. That's right. That's right. We got another one. From uh, this, from, against from two and a whole Okay, this for you, B. Yup, that's an uh, that's a Dutch guy. Who's that for? Who's that for? One. I round? think it's for you then. Uh, just one round against say, two. I would say that could be for all three, you guys. Yeah, Absolutely. actually, actually, I know I have I have one though also. And this this is gonna piss boss off, but I'm gonna say it. If I could fight one round against anybody. Donald Trump Jr., hands down. It made me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Go on, I'll guys. answer that question first. One round, uh, how long, who would it be? You know what? Uh, me against me. That's the worst opponent I've ever faced is myself, my mental thoughts, my challenges. There's no one uh, that's a, a worse adversary for me to fight because I know all of myself. Uh, and I wouldn't pick anyone else to fight on actually right now because uh, I'd be an easy prey. So if it was Sunni, no, you got that karate kid thing going, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is that you know I watched that Russo and all of them, and it's 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 great that they can continue making money off that karate kid. But I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, you know, just it's beautiful that they're making money, and you know, but I mean, karate kid, you're not a kid no more, and. Uh, even though that probably did wonders for the sport of martial arts, it, for me, a real martial artist, it didn't because things were so phony. You, you can't get away with those kicks and those, you know. Yeah. It, I guess it's TV, though, right? You know, I guess it's so TV. Flex, Flex, I, I, are you I seriously saying that Daniel LaRusso <laughs> could not take Boss Rutten in his prime? Really? I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. <laughs> it is I, like... I, I love to I, see I enjoy that. the show. I, I, let's, let's talk I, 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 I enjoy the show. Back. I, I enjoy the show, but Me too. there's nothing real about Daniel LaRusso. Oh, my God. He is like the worst TV martial artist of all time. Anyway. And, boss, and see, that's, that, that, that's why it bothers me is because we have some great real martial arts out there that paved the way, but we can't cash in on it. It's 
it's like that old story about, uh, you know, Bruce Lee. You know, he couldn't make it because of the way he looked. So they end up getting uh, the other guy. Um, and I watched the movie my whole life. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he looked the part, you know, and it's just, it sucks for us who who really put in the hard work. We can't go and cash in that way. You know what I mean? Uh, I won't say anything about other martial artists who really made a big name, but, you know, they're kata kings. You know, we call them kata queens. You can do great katas. Take your foot and stick it straight in the air. And there it is. You're going off and doing movies. But, man, you, you weren't the meat and the bread of it, you know. So, but well, let me hey, tell man. you. Let me tell you. Pat Morita coming coming my dressing room all the time when I was fighting in Vegas. And he told everybody, he taught me everything I know. Oh, that's so cool, man. I he, mean, you met him. Great, so cool. He really was. Good guy. Wow. 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 He, got an, uh, he got an Oscar nod for that, right? For the part. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. So, boss, if you could fight anyone, right? If you can fight anyone, let's say that you're just in primo condition, and we leap forward you into time. And any of the fighters right now, who would you take on and why? I would like to fight Israel Adesanya because wow. um, no, because he's such a phenomenal striker. And I would just love to test my my striking skills against him. Wow. He's too light. I go, listen, I'm I've always been a very light heavyweight. Like I, okay, I told before. He froze up for a minute. Who's that? Israel. Israel, Israel Okay. Yeah, he's, he's an animal. I really like his style, the way he presents himself. You know, he's so calm and cool and collected. And, and that's the only reason, you know. There's no no thinking, oh, I'm going to beat him up. I'm going to, no no I, malice or anything like that, right? We'd right. just love to see because he's so phenomenal. And, well, uh, and, and what about you, Bean? Who would you want to fight if, if you were just in a prime condition and we just, like Star Trek, just beamed you ahead of time, who would you fight right now and why? I've always wanted to fight Tyson just, just to do it. Good I mean, God, he I'm wouldn't fine. be afraid. I've never been knocked out. Mike has. Um, Mike's been knocked out by people that, that I've knocked out. Uh, a guy named Louis Monaco knocked out Kevin McBride. McBride knocked out Tyson. Monaco knocked out Buster Douglas. Douglas knocked out Tyson. Uh, would, I, got I mean, who wouldn't pay to see that fight? Mike, Good grief. Mike would come to fight. He, he wouldn't be one. Well, you're freezing. It would have been a great fight. It would have oh, been a great fight. No yeah. kidding. Good grief. What do you? What hey, do you boss, guys? But but flex, boss. Um, speaking of great fighters, this week I, I closed a deal between Cameo and Bellator. So I started uh, getting a lot of the Bellator guys on the platform, and I'm going to say these names wrong, but both Gagard Musasi and uh, Melvin Manoff asked me to say hello to you. So oh, I nice! Here. I I love these guys, man. And 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 as a fighter, yeah, but Manuf was freaking animal. But then you know, Musashi. I always thought he had just some bad luck. I think he could have been easy the champion at the UFC. You know, he would like move to the left, and by accident, the guy would make a kick, and and he would dip his head into the kick by accident. You know, and I go like, man. And if you look at his record, he's got a lot of submissions, a lot of knockouts. He's good everywhere. You know, and he's such a, but he doesn't, the personality, they want, you know, fire right now. But look what he's doing in Bellator. I mean, he, he's a phenomenal guy, very respectful guy. Yeah, I really uh, enjoy watching him. And Manuf, I mean, what a fucking animal. <laughs> Raymond Daniels is a good friend of mine, and he fights Bellator. He's one of the champions. Um, yeah, I watched Raymond um, when we fought point karate. He was uh, a little bit younger than me, and I watched him transition over to uh, – 
to a full contact. But yeah, Bellator got some fighters. This is an interesting question down here. Who's going to take it first? Before before we get to that, Flex, I wanted to mention uh, January 22nd, later this month, I'll be in Vegas for uh, for the big uh, UFC heavyweight fight. Um, really? I, you know what? So, I've never been to a UFC fight ever. Well, if, 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 if you let me continue, I was about to invite you. So there well, you have it. Wow. <laughs> I'd love to, man. I'd love to. Actually, no, I went to one fight, and this is how long ago it was. It was when... It was when Gracie fought Matt Hughes. Remember that fight? Oh, wow, yeah. That was the first and only fight I ever went to, and I was so high up, I couldn't even see the fight. It looked like little stick people, but I remember that uh, I remember that fight. Uh, you know, God uh, blessing uh, uh, Matt's uh, soul uh, for everything that he had to go through and everything. But, wow, I remember that fight. But uh, I would love to. I would absolutely love to, man. I would love to. I'd Put love it on to, your calendar, January 22nd, and uh, – We'll, we'll get to say hello to everybody, probably not before they fight, because it's not pro wrestling after all. Sure. They have to sure. have their heads in the game. But yeah. um, well, read the question about Flex. Uh, you know, I, I would handle this like I handle life. I mean, just, just let it breeze right off me. But go ahead. Yeah, as far as the question, so uh, it's asking us, uh, what's your uh, opinion on a movie that has men in an embarrassing situation? Uh, and get made fun of afterwards, and how would you happen? Uh, how would you deal with it if it happened in younger, uh, real life when you were younger? Me, I like being, I mean, you know, kind of just like no disrespect for, you know, what I said about Karate Kid. It's done, it's done amazing. It's meant to be a movie. It is a movie. Uh, it has all of us talking about it right now. I mean, no disrespect. I'm just speaking from a, a fighter's point of view, which is very different than movies. But, you know, um, some of the greatest sayings in the world is, you know, exposure is exposure, whether it's looked upon bad or good is how you make it. So, you know, I think you know, these guys are being pain. I don't, I don't know any of these big time actors that take a role that they're oh, not aware of that might cause some type of stereotism, you know, but they're being paid you know, for I mean, the movie. Is it just on my screen, bossy's freezing or everybody's? No, I'm, I'm, I, I can hear you guys. We're all good. We're all good. Awesome. <laughs> like if, if I was an embarrassing, I, I just had to roll off. I get a lot of people on like TikTok, and they have trolls that, that just bash them and bash them. They just don't know how to handle it. I just don't let it bug me, which makes the troll person more pissed off if you just ignore yeah. Yep. I just look to the positive side of it. I mean, if you just look at the negative things, it's not good. Agreed. No one's gonna like everybody, you know. I, uh, I you got to have kind of thick skin, which I don't have. I take everything very personal. It hurts my feelings, but I got to learn how to handle myself. But I get some of the worst comments on Instagram. I mean, literally, right? Uh, I get pictures of 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 people from back in like the the 40s that literally like real pictures of them being hung and they'll put my picture in there and they'll be like in you know you're nothing but an in you know you deserve nothing but to be hung like a dog i, I just laugh you know what Whoa. i mean so it's it's people think all it's all positive comments that i get i mean i get some some pretty crazy thing like you know i want to kill you or nothing but an in you know you and your family deserve to get hung or you know, I would say chop your other leg off or whatever. But, you know, I think people like that. They're really hurting. They're hurting worse than I ever could hurt. And for them to take time and to send me a message or to send anyone a derogatory or negative message, 
you just got to look at the bigger picture. How happy must they really be? You know, so. Um, it's ugly. Their, their, their parents did a really good uh, job in raising them, right? I mean, if you think about it, if you you see this also on TV, you see these actors now and they're getting very angry and emotionally involved and in politics and everything. I go, you used to be such a sweetheart, you know? And now look at you, you're such an angry old person. Why? Right? What a way to wrap up your beautiful career about spitting out all that anger. And I go, why would you do that? You know, it's such a shame how things can change. And, and people like that. You know, yes, I do the same thing. You know, I do most of the time. I do react, uh, but, but but I make it a funny thing because it is funny to me. Whoa! I think we're locked up. Are you guys still there? Oh, okay, good. So, so what did this one guy say? He, uh, oh, what was it? It was yesterday. Oh, he was talking. Oh, that my career was shit, and this guy. You know, that's why I never fought Dave Bruno. He was naming boxers. And I go right. I go, dude. I'm sorry. I never knew they did mixed martial arts. I thought they only were boxing. I go, what is that for a comment? You know, like, I'm doing mixed martial arts, and they're gonna tell me, oh, I was afraid of Frank Bruno and other other guys from England who were boxers. I go, I don't understand. You know That's why. Then I react, and then I say, hey, I didn't know they were doing mixed martial arts. You know, you know what, Rick? I, you know, I, get, uh, I get all the time. Well, Bean, you need to fight Jake Paul or, or his brother Logan Paul. I'm going, dude. They're a little bitty dudes, not even my weight class. Yeah. It'd be yeah, like, Rick, it, boy, it's a beautiful... I could fight Floyd Mayweather and the, the, the dude both at the same time and, and knock them both out. You yeah. know, it's, it's an old saying. You're never going to make everybody happy. You know, there was probably people back in the days when, when Jesus walked across water, it was probably somebody like, yeah, but can you swim, though? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you, know yeah. what I mean? you just never going to make everybody happy. And, uh, you know, we just got to look at the bigger picture sometimes. You know, there's a, I've always had this analogy. There's more people who would flip me off and, and drive by than it would be people who would walk right up to my face and flip me off. So that's how many real people there is out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, none. None. They, that's why they fake accounts and they're just on the computer. They're very safe, you know. It's really, if you think about it, it's a pathetic thing. Imagine you go, you you write all your spit out on a fake account. You go to bed, you're brushing your teeth, you look in the mirror, and there you see a guy who has zero balls whatsoever. Zero balls. But you know, he th do you think he's looking at the camera? And he goes like in the mirror, like, oh man, yeah, I that yeah, was man. awesome today. Yeah. I go, it's really, if you think like that, you're a very I don't know yet. There's no word for yet. I'm going to make a little word for people like that. Yeah, we got to come up with a nice word. I remember this one time I was walking, I was walking through a club, and uh, I know I I wasn't a big guy in going out. I just not that type of guy. I don't like going out. And whenever I would go out, it would be at least six of us, and we're all two ninety plus. So if you see the first one, you might think of making a comment, but by the third time some guy walks by that's two two ninety plus, you're like, oh, let's leave these guys alone. I'm really good at reading people's lips. And I seen this guy as I was walking by, he mouthed to his girlfriend or girls that he was with. Yeah, but he probably has a little penis, right? And I, I, I went over and I leaned over. I go, you know what's the bad part about it is? I go, that's how much of a punk you are. I go, and now you have to sit with these girls for the rest of the night and they know that you're a punk because I just confronted you. So how bad is that? I go, and it really don't matter how big my penis are because they know how little yours is. But it's just that's all people hide, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's, it is sad. But who is this Brian who's asking us uh, each of our favorite brand? Uh, brand of what? Band. Like rock band. 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 Music. Yeah, band. Rock band. Okay. Or country or 
Pope dancing or what's yours, right? In general. Um, you know, I, I I go by my favorite live bands and concerts. I've seen so many, so I know my order real quickly. Number one, the Ramones. Number two, the Rolling Stones. Number three, Queen. Those are my Queen, big three. Wow. What about you, boss? Uh, you know, I'm a, I for me the word the the I think one of the best songs in the world is the very simple song, but I love Let It Be from the Beatles. Wow. And I, I love the Beatles. Wow. I mean the way how they progress to for love, love me do, and then they go over in this the blue album where it becomes like freaking unbelievable. They play every instrument. Super impressive, but that song "Let It Be" somehow—it's uh, I don't know—I've lost a lot of songs, but it's they so had so better acid back good. then, boss. They had better acid than they do now. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. What about you, Bean? What about you, Bean? What's your favorite band? Uh -oh. I'm, more into, I'm more into the country music, like Hank. Um, my favorite song, probably out of everything, it's "99 uh, Love Balloon." Ah, by. By Nina, who's a German yeah. artist. I know that. Yeah. Wow. She does it in English and in German. Bean, you I know what? I, I, I got to tell you, Bean, I was driving up home the other day, and I was, in, for some reason, not in a great mood. And that song came on the radio. And I remember having this thought process that, like, wow, this song just completely changed my mood to positive. It's a great song. You're absolutely right. Isn't that the one thing beautiful about music, about movies? It crosses all racial barriers. You could, you know, you could have someone who's so militant against a certain race, but they'll sing that song. It's, you know, it reminds me back, even though I wasn't born, and it reminds me back in the, the 40s and, the, and the, the 60s, you would have, you know, uh, a person on stage and the whole audience is a complete different color than that performer. But because of music and how powerful and beautiful it is, it just erases uh, color barriers, uh, barriers and, and, and AIDS barriers and everything like that. It's just so amazing, right? Yeah, you know, mu music will definitely bring people together. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, it, especially in the live arena, music will bring people together. I used to love punk rock, but, you know, you go there, and, the, and actually there will be polarizing forces at a punk rock concert. But Flex, like, I, my favorite genre of music is reggae. Reggae is by far my number oh, one genre gosh, of music. Man. Talk about if you some go to a show music. by the Whalers or Lady Smith, Black Mazambo, man, it's just all love. Talk about across racial barriers. Wow. You're yeah. 100% right. I think reggae music is probably one of the most crossed over barriers that just majority of the night is all about love and peace yeah. and sacrifice yeah. and just... Forget about the BS, Passover, you know, a, a blunt, and, and, and it's just it's just beautiful. I mean, probably reggae music is probably the wellest crossover music there is. I, I would probably say second to that would probably be country because, uh, you know, I have some country bands that I just love. I mean, I would have loved to see some of these guys perform, you know, back in the days. But, you know, historically, you know, when you hear country music and you hear, yeehaw, it's time for somebody like me to run. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, gosh. Well, Flex, I, I'm thinking we have two two new goals along with our new getting in shape goal. One is you and I got to go to Alabama and boss. We got to meet boss there. And Bean's got to take us to a good down home country western concert. And then we got to bring Bean to a reggae concert. That oh, hell yeah. Fun. And we got to go shooting. I love shooting. I love shooting. We got to go shooting. Bean, I got to test your skills. You say you're from, 
but I want to see if you can get at it for real. So we got to test your skills, but I love, love, love shooting. Boss, see, you got I, a beautiful I got question. Army, I, got a, I got like the the a Tommy gun, a 45 caliber from back in the old, old. Wow. Original. Wow. Talk with about the, a collector's item. On it. And, uh, I inherited it from my father-in-law. He was dying of cancer, and that's something he wanted. He, then he went out and bought a, ba a, a boat, and he carried that gun fully loaded everywhere he went. The gun ain't no good so, unless it's loaded. No, it was loaded. <laughs> I'm in Mississippi for a fight, and the commission was giving me a lot of trouble about this lineup or that lineup. And he looks at me dead serious, looks at me and goes, you want me to get Tommy gun? <laughs> you he put a sign on a fishing boat. Do not disturb. Wow. He had Tommy gun with him. Wow! You ever shoot that thing, uh, uh, Butter? I have not. Really? I I'd love to have a conversation and see if I can take it off your hands. That's a that's a serious, no, serious collector's it's, item. It's a stand family. I mean, it was kind of like. Oh, uh, so and my boy inside joke with him. It was like it's it's pretty. Pretty sentimental to us. Wow. So you're saying I'm not family. Wow. You just no, okay. No, 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 no. You said it. I want to keep it in the family. Flex, you're not in the family. So wow. Okay. Well, cool. Hey, you're like you're like a, a third generation family. And, and flex. Yes, how sir. do you think? How do you think I feel? I ain't by freezing. I'm not. Are you that? You got a great question down there. You see it. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I think I, I mentioned this on the, it, it's not, not a professional fight. It was my first fight when I stood up against the bully. That's that's the thing that still gets me till this day. I don't know why. And, you know, sometimes on talks or something, I, I can't even get emotional about it. It's so weird. But it was the first guy, biggest bully in my town for years and years and years. I took a few months of uh, Taekwondo and suddenly they started again screaming, hey, leper. They always called me a leper because of my skin disease. Uh, and, uh, and and this time I shouted something back. And uh, they started laughing. I heard them laugh. I looked back at the show. They started to chase me. But I put my bike on the stand. And I go, this is it. I'm not going to run anymore. And then they surrounded me with the bikes. And I knocked them out. One punch. He was out. Um, and that changed Everything. It was the whole trajectory of life. All the bullying stopped. Everybody was like, oh crap. And uh, you know, that's why I always say, you know, sometimes you have to speak their language. And uh, if the, the message is violence, well, you're going to have to answer in violence. You know, always do it double. That's what I said. Mm, and uh, so that was it. Wow. That was it. That put me on my career. That put me on everything. And Bruce Lee all started that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Bruce Lee started my career. I, um, uh, it was a recreational uh, center that they would come play movies sometimes. And I, I seen Enter the Dragon when I was seven years old. And my God, I just yep. just took from there on. I just loved martial arts. And I even had the honor of uh, being on, um, uh, I forgot what, uh, what program it was, the Discovery Channel, where I, I was able to speak on Bruce Lee's behalf of how he affected my life. And it was on Discovery Channel. And the title, it just blew me away. They were following me, uh, getting ready for a show. And the title was The World's Greatest. So it started off with Muhammad Ali and all these great athletes. And then I'm like, I do not deserve to be up here. I'm just, I'm a nothing. You know, I'm just some low life kid. But I mean, it was just amazing. But, you know, that's another, I want to ponder this question to you, gentlemen. You hear it all the time. Oh, I could have whooped Bruce Lee. I could have did this, this, that, and other. My opinion is this, and I'd love to hear you guys' opinion. What they're doing is, they're not allowing Bruce Lee to evolve 40 years. 
So he was already ahead of all of us, right? Even yeah. in, in the Inner of the Dragon, he performed an arm bar. I don't think anyone probably even knew back then what he was really doing. Yeah, so when they say that, I could have Bruce Lee, what they're not allowing is for him to have continued to evolve these 40 years. So what are your thoughts when you guys hear that? It's, it's stupidity. It's apples and oranges. You can you can never do that. I, I say the same thing as you. Imagine that Bruce Lee will be back from the death, and now you let him train for one year with all these crazy fighters that we have. I would love to see that. Because of course, if he comes back with the skills that he had now against professional fighters, you're not going to make it. You right. know. But you give this time this guy with an incredible talent a little bit of time. That's a whole different animal, you know. And I I think he would do good. You know, I uh, I interviewed his daughter. Uh, wow. And, uh, and that was that was the one that was a big day for me. I was also wow. very emotional. Like uh, I oh the fact that I'm talking to you, I told her right now, yeah. is because of your dad. Because if I didn't see that movie, Enter the Dragon, just like you had, you know, there was Jackie Chan was in that movie. He's one of the guys with the sticks who get uh, yeah. right away get wasted. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Hong in the beginning with that weird upside down crucifix on his neck and that crank that he did. I mean, it was crazy. And like I told you before last time, I had the book, the Tao of Yid Kundo. I mean, heel hooks, inverted heel hooks, knee bars, you name it. It's in the freaking book. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, very impressive. From, uh, very Even in that movie, Enter the Dragon, he had on Kempo fighting mitts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those big, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what do you think about that, Bean? <coughs> I didn't watch a lot of Bruce Lee movies, I'll be honest with you guys. Shame on you. But I've watched them, but I'm not, not really like, never really just followed it like that. Right. Right. Yep. So, Ben, you got a question? Uh, about no, we. I never had any negotiation about fighting Tommy Morrison. I met Tommy a couple times. Um, he was a little out there, a little little nut job in a way. But uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously, he was. Uh, wow. But uh, no, he was already he was in and out before I pretty much got in there and, and got going. Yeah, sure. Being in uh, in '91, at when I was running Pleasure Island for Disney, we did a uh, Rocky Five promotion, and we brought Tommy Morrison out. And that entire weekend, to a Tommy leading the charge, that could have been the poster child for the sex, drug, and rock and roll movement. Oh my I God! He's in that job. Yeah, he was. This guy was off the chain. A nice enough guy. Really fun to hang out with for a weekend. Any longer than that, probably be dead. But uh, wow. And yeah, I've, he, I've, I've always found it so sad that, you know, but it's uh, it's true, right? With great talents, it comes great responsibility. You know, it's not like you're going to have some great, incredible talent, whether it's intelligence or money or, or looks without an equal adversary, which is normally inside you. And that's why I was saying before, the worst person I ever want to get in combat with is myself but it's 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 always sad that with such great incredible talent comes along all the heavy ugly evil things along with it you know boss you talking about uh the first time we met and you know probably a good job you know thing that we didn't talk too much more because you mentioned what you were into back then but it's is it, i find it very interesting if we live long enough who wises up and stop that bs and become a better person you know, some people just their life is cut short and you never know if they would have evolved or whatever. But, you know, it's it's even more sad. I think the people that we personally know and we knew how they were then and we see they still about that BS right now. It's like, really, man, really? Yeah. You haven't 
You know what I mean? It's just really sad. No flex. It's yeah. a, it's a really wise, really wise comment, man. It's like a guy like Tommy Morrison is a perfect example of that. He was so talented and a nice, nice guy in my two day experience with him anyway, but you're right. The talent and the responsibility. And I think that's why there are like so few truly iconic people still alive from our generation. There's not many Boss Rutens, Butterbeans, or Flex Wheelers. There just aren't. And God knows, you know, we we got we, you guys have your challenges, but Flex, think about where you've been, what you've been through, what Bean's going through, what Boss has gone through, and where you are now. So a testament to you guys for I know you said you don't want to battle yourself, but Flex, you've done that and you've won. And I know that you're lying in bed in pain a lot of days. I know being you're depressed a lot. I'm right there with you. But look, man, we're getting up and we're fighting the fight every day. So, uh, yeah. you know, bl bless all those who are and, and, and those who still can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll be honest. One thing that helps is, is having friends and then uh, my hobby. You know, I make my ink pens and my razor. That, that really helps me get out of the funk. If not, I just lay in bed. He's straddling it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so who's going to take this first? Awaiting, uh, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be eagerly awaiting my razor in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> who's going to take this first question here? Go ahead, uh, I'll, you. Let, let's, let's read the question. Do you think in not just MMA but also boxing, we should have an indicator on who won that round, round by round, so if a fighter is down on the scorecards, he can dig deep and not just coast like a lot of fighters do because they think they have it in the bag. Guys, I, you're in the you're in combat. You know if you're winning or not. Do you no, know? Some people don't. They truly believe they're ahead. Yeah, and they're doing horribly. So no, that I always said, but somehow they, you know, I always thought, you know, if they give the scorecard in the middle. Then you can have somebody from home with an earpiece with the, to the coach and say, hey, you're behind, you know, because it would greatly help. If you tell your fighter, listen, you just lost this round, 100% of the scorecard is what they scored, he will go fight. So, yeah, I love that idea. I don't think it ever happened. And the reason why is because more than a sport is a business, and they really just don't give a damn about the athletes. They give about, about the money. And I think for whatever finagling that goes on in all sports – right? Even just walks of life. It takes away that ability to BS us if they were to do that. I remember one time at the Olympia, they um, they had to score of each round right there on a Teletron. And we were watching and we were amazed because the current champion who had been just defeating everybody was losing on all points. And before the final was up, they took all the points down and it wouldn't show us anymore. And it ended up that the current champion went on and ended up winning. But I think if, if they really wanted to be honest and true to the sport, they would do that. But we all know money runs all of this, and they're so never going to let that happen. Flex, That's I, got my a funny, I got a funny question for you, Flex. So if, if the scorecards are being posted and in, in Boss is fighting, Butterbean is fighting, and they find they're behind, they can go, okay, fight harder. That's simplistic, but they decide to fight harder. If you're a bodybuilder and you find out you're behind, what can you do? Nothing. You're I'm there already. I don't know. You're, no, you're there already. Um, it, it's different. You know, I, I that's that's one of the reasons I've always loved martial arts. Is he froze or is it just me? Nope, I just you. Good. Uh, I've always liked, like uh, I've always loved fighting because I can I can control my destiny uh, through these and through my hands. 
Um, I can fight harder. I can try to kick hard. I can try to I can try to take your will away from you by breaking something on you or hitting you so hard that I just take the fight away. And bodybuilding and, and, and like a beauty pageant or something like that is subjective. Let's we're all men here. So let's say that we have two incredibly beautiful uh, women walk through the door and we're we're all four sitting there and they're just let's just say for the sake of it, they're knockout gorgeous. But for some reason, the girl on the right has more presence over the girl on the left. Therefore, we stare at her more. I've already said for the sake of this conversation, they're identical and are knockout gorgeous. But it's our perception and how we perceive them that she's better looking. In fighting, it doesn't effing matter. If I break you off, everybody's seen it. And even more so, you've seen it. So you have a chance to change. Even if you're losing, like they said, the scorecard and you're behind. Me, that'd be like, I have nothing to lose. Let me throw everything I have at this man. In bodybuilding, it's a wrap. It's a perception. It's a, it's, it's a way they look at you that perceives that. So it's, it's quite different, you know, from combat sports versus, you know, a beauty pageant or a bodybuilding or, or something like that. It's what we think of that person. It doesn't mean that that person's any of that. But as yeah. a fighter, you see every bit of who that person is. And even more side, you see what that person is made of something that they can't hide. You know, all fighters know it. We can look in your eyes. We can see what you're made of. When we hit you or you're touching us, we feel that and we understand what you're thinking and how positive you feel about it. There's no hiding from that. Uh, I've always thought that it was, it's the most purest, beautiful sport in the world is combat. I mean, you truly, truly will find out who you are. Your own self will reveal yourself to you when you're fighting. It's just amazing, man. It's nothing beautiful than that. It's nothing more beautiful than fighting. But with me, when I was fighting, I give everything I, I had out there anyhow. <clears throat> I mean, if I was ahead or behind, I'm giving 100% anyhow. So to me, it didn't matter. Yeah. I was the, the same way, Bing. It's like the, the one video you were talking about, uh, uh, Boss, before about that sidekick. He goes, were you mad at that guy? Or No, I just only want new one gear. And that's like everything I got. Because I'm a scared fighter. I'm very aware of, of that. You can have the worst punk in the world knock you out. All they got to do is touch you. Touch me here. Touch me here. Touch me back here. You're going to kill me. Touch me in my soda plex. I'm folding. Touch my kidney and my, my liver. I'm folding, right? Um, so that's, that's, I only know one gear. And I didn't want to know what a person had to offer me. I was terrified. So my thing is just throw first and throw last and throw all of my might. You know what I mean? That's I only knew one way. Yep. And I understand now fighters, you know, they kind of think, well, let me pace myself because I got a long way to go. No, I would train like I would train with the thought I want to throw every kick and every punch at the fast and as hard as I could. So I trained that way so I could fight that way the whole fight. Uh, but it's different now. Um, but like you being, I just, I just, I didn't know no other way but just going all out. And I thought I owed it to my yeah. opponent to give him everything I got, you know. So, boss, were, boss, would you fight strategically or are you going all out? No, that's a, it's a thing with me. I think I talked about this one time. So everybody was always talking to me and they said, um, "What a great striker I'm from a, a great Thai boxer." And I go, "Well, to tell you the truth, I at Thai boxing, I just had a lot of power." And I just knocked everybody out. But as soon as I fought in like an A-class fighter, I lost that fight because of stamina. And the That's reason awesome. was because I did everything I could to knock him out. But I lost, I lost my, my stamina because of it. And and it, it was because I was not in control. I wasn't. The, 
when you can fight like you do in the ring, like in the training, that is the trick to fighting. If you can master that to do the same yeah. thing under pressure with your family members and friends yeah. watching, that is the trick. That's the goal. And yeah. somehow that happened for me the first fight in Japan. Wow. I was blown. While I'm fighting, I'm thinking, what's going on? I can hear everything. I heard English-speaking people on the first row talking to each other about conversation they had. I heard my corners. Because Japan, everything is quiet. And it was maybe it was because of the weight difference. He was 20 pounds heavier. I was talking about this. It was a 30-minute round. And that somehow forced me to be more calm. And, and it changed me. It was, I was amazed. And, I, and again, I might be, to you guys, repeat myself. If you saw me in Thai boxing, every picture you see, it's like, ah, I'm just knocking him out. In my fighting in Japan, it was this. There was no facial movement. Everything was so calm and relaxed. It was blew me away. I mean, a thing happened in the first round, and it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, did, did I tell you this story or not? No. You guys? I don't remember oh, this. Okay, so watch this. So I'm, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is all, this all. it's like almost two voices in my head. So I come out, I give the guy a right high kick, he's 6'4", he's taller than me, and I can palm strike him in under the jaw, he goes down, right? Now, there were eight counts in Japan. So my mind, one voice is shouting, run to the corner, because if I'm in the corner, that's where they start counting. So the faster I'm in the corner, the less amount of rest he gets. Yeah. But the other voice tells me, don't, wait, look at him. And I go, what's, I literally, I'm almost like talking to this people. And I'm, I see him looking at me. And so I stop for a moment. I look, I get locked eyes with him. And then I turned around very slowly and walked to the back, to the ring, letting him know, Take all the time you need to rest. But that other voice is telling me, run, 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 go faster, go faster. But the other guy says, no, stay calm. And I'm literally going, what is going on? This is so, and I'm hanging in the corner. I'm looking like I'm completely relaxed. It was all acting. And then I come out and I, okay, I blast him and I got him. But that, that happened to me in my first fight. And I, I never experienced things like that. And that, that put me on the map immediately. And that's when I started fighting like I was doing in training. That's when I really mastered it. But in Thai boxing Holland, I wasn't like that. Boss and, and also Butter, do you did did you have it was it different training than it was fighting and and, and, and competition? For me, um, I could never kick as fast or hard or I could never just things would just happen, right? It's like you're saying, uh, um, um, boss. Things slow down so dramatically, right? And your mind is like hyperdrive, but it's everything else is slow. It always bothered me that I could never fight at my peak when I trained. But as soon as I got in the ring, something would click over. And even a person who might give me a problem in training, if we met in a ring for real, I would just run through them. So was it different for you guys? Were you a different person training fighting versus was fighting in, as far as combat? For me, yeah, no, I, I think I was, you know, it, it sounds all like an ego thing, but it's, it, it really is the truth. I, I felt that like I was even better in fighting than in training because yeah. it, I was more aware. It was like my focus. That's what I miss the most. I have ADHD. My mind never stops. It's very hard for me to focus. It's I get, and, and that is the only time that at good sparring sessions when my mind is complete at ease, at peace. Yeah. There's no yeah. thinking because I can't. I have to yeah. focus on the guy. Yeah. And that was such a calm effect. And that's what I miss the most, actually. Also, submissions, ground fighting. It's really good to just stop thinking and, and be busy because you make a mistake, they get you. You know? Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, so for, I always liked fighting. It, it put me in a, in a bubble. That's what I always called it. I'm in a bubble, I'm cut off, and I hear everything, and I fight. I fight well. I feel good. What about you, Bane? You know, I just, I just, I just, I went out and had fun. That was the crazy part. I was just having a good time. God damn. Hell, the, the bonus, I got paid for it. And you know what, a boss, those are the worst type of fighters to fight, right? When they're just so relaxed and enjoying themselves in a the ring, it's just amazing. Um, for the question for me, what background in martial arts? Uh, geez, I started with uh, I started with Shonru Karate, then I changed over to Shotokan, um, then I went to Chinese Kung Fu, Hokkido Karate, uh, White Crane Kung Fu, uh, then I came back and I studied uh, Kempo and Taekwondo. Um, so I, I just I never believed in a, a style is the best. It's the fighter. It's the fighter, 100. percent And um, even at a young age, I always understood that that most styles are uh, have a weakness. Uh, except I would probably credit Muay Thai probably the most efficient fighting system there is because you're using all points, hands, elbows, head, everything. Where you know, uh, Kempo is mostly hands, right? A grapple is mostly groundwork. You know, uh, Taekwondo is mostly kicks. So I just always tried to like involve all the different disciplines so that I can be more of a well-rounded fighter. But I just love the sport of martial arts. I just think it's like I said before, I mean, it's just so beautiful. It's just, man, if I ever got hit and rocked or somebody like just rung my bell, I'd damn near give them a hug like, God dang, man, shit, yeah, I love you. Let's get it on. Let's, you know, it's just beautiful. It's pure. Yeah. It's no attitude. You know, at least back in my days, there was no attitude because you get your ass handed to you quick. So it's something just so beautiful. And by, by the way, you were talking about the art of eight limbs, right? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. But then you have Lethwi. Dave LeDuc is a buddy of mine. He's the Lethwi champion. There's the art of nine limbs. When I heard that, I go, I started laughing. I go, what? They, they include headbutts? And they go, yeah. I yeah. go, oh. And not only that, it's bare knuckle. So these guys fight bare knuckle, including headbutts. And if you see this guy knocking people out with headbutts, it's pretty freaking amazing. He's got crazy elbow power. I felt him, you know, I was training with him. And, uh, but boy, at bare knuckle. And then, and then you look at CTE wise, it's actually safer than boxing because they can't go all out on the head because they will break their hands. So body work happens a lot in those kind of sports. Sure, you get superficial wounds, cuts here and that, but the brain actually has less to endure than than you have in boxing. And in boxing also, the training over and over, getting hit, getting hit, getting hit, 90%, let's face it, it's to the head. And that's doing really the damage in boxing, I think. Yeah. So yeah. that's why those boxers, dude, they're so freaking tough, people always go. They say, oh, yeah, but they have less things. I, I Maybe I was talking about this last week. Like In Thai boxing, it's easier to knock somebody out than in boxing. And sure. like, How is that course. possible? Because we have more weapons. Yeah. I can distract you with a low kick and you can react to it. And kind of good. In boxing, you have only these punches that you can throw. Yeah. Go. And they all know it. So for you to still be able to knock somebody out, you need more skill. You know, yeah. so that's what I always thought. Don't, you can't compare it. No. It's really hard. No. And you know what? The headbutt is something that's so underrated. It's right there. It's right in your yeah. face. I mean, somebody talking, bing. Their nose is broke. You know what I mean? That's the about artist bone on the body right there too, right? As yeah, a boxer, when I have problems with that. You never hit a person right there because you're going to break your hand on their head. It's the oh, hardest yeah. part on the body. You know? I would a lot of people watching. Quite well. Huh? What did you say, Bean? 
Evander Holyfield used a headbutt quite well. <laughs> I got a question for you, boss. Have you ever made a friend from a fight? Like somebody you fought, become friends with them because you fought them? Yeah, 100%. Kevin Randleman was, uh, became a good friend of mine. You know, and Frank Shamrock, I still have contact with. Guy Metzger, I still love. You know, we, you know, we became, it's the camaraderie among the fighters. That's what's the most beautiful in fighting. You know, yes. the, the, the times that people are really angry, that's, it's one in a hundred. I mean, it's all, when you see it on TV, it's almost always fake. Those guys, because we go to the same crap, the same workout, same injuries, same everything. So everybody respects each other, you know, and, uh, and even when you, and, and, and plus when you duke it out, I mean, look at the, what was it? Ken Shamrock and Don Fry. They didn't really like each other at all. But after the fight, everything was good. You see? So that's what I like about martial arts. And you, did you, so did you have bad people, uh, Bean? No, I, I didn't like. The only person I ever fought that I really didn't like, there was only a couple. Um, If I didn't like them, I didn't want to fight them. I mean, if I really didn't like them, like Larry Holmes, they just offered so much money, I took it. But, um. If I didn't like somebody, I didn't want to fight him. Uh, Cabbage Herrera, me and him become good friends because of us fighting. What but, was uh, that? You want to fight I didn't him like somebody, really I didn't want to fight him. What was Larry Holmes? Why was that? He was just a jerk. Um, <laughs> the reason I don't want to fight somebody that I don't like is because they're going to get a payday. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I can put you in the nose, and that's going to hurt. But if I take that money out of your pocket, it's going to hurt a lot worse. Yeah. So what what did he do? What what why did you decide he is not a good guy? What was the reason? It's just his attitude about life. I mean, he's not a, he's not a, he's not a positive person. He just wouldn't uh, like the newspaper asked him how the hotel was treating, and the hotel bent over backwards for us when we fought there. And he said, "Yeah, they're okay." Yeah. I mean, it's just not. I don't know. It's yeah. just not. It's not as friendly. He just rubbed the wrong way. Yep. People are different. He just rubbed me wrong. Yep. Sometimes, I mean, it, that's all it takes. You just look at a person and just on visual sight, it's like, man, I don't like this person. You know, it's nothing they said or anything. But I think it's like that, like with a lot of alpha males. You know, either we meet each other and initially we get along great or forever is going to be your worst enemy. It's either one or the other, you know. Well, I think Larry was so underestimated. He wanted to prove somebody that he was – better than what people thought he was. Larry, you know, probably one of the top five of all times, I mean, out there in boxing world. Yeah. But yeah. the person, he just, he, like, him making a statement about Rocky Marciano couldn't carry his jock strap. There was no need in that. No. Yeah, yeah that's not cool. No. What, what is this question, Bean? With the, was it your idea to have the Hershey syrup bottle as your water bottle? You know, I really don't remember, but, it, you know, Chuck, Chuck Bodak, you know, the cornerman that that, that uh, done a lot of the. Uh, <laughs> I don't Lexus remember. Lexus happens don't to have a bottle of Hershey syrup lying nearby. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Right there. <laughs> oh, God. And who came up with that? I'm sorry. You know, you know Chuck Bodak, the guy that uh, worked at Ohio's corner, always put stickers on his head. Okay. That's what yeah. he always used. That's what he used, and my corner man started using it, and a lot of the stuff that he used. That's that's uh, Murray Sutherland. They work my corner lots. One that started using that type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, boss, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. 
Oh. So what is your thoughts on the sport now versus the sport when it was back when you were fighting, back when you and Don Fry were, were all banging it out? What do you think about the sport now? I, I, you know, personally, I love it. I, uh, I, uh, the skill sets, they're so high. Everybody knows everything pretty much, you know. There's still, of course, you know, some fighters, they enjoy more knocking people out than submissions, but they know it all. Uh, so I see more quality fighters. The weight classes were a great idea because size does matter. Uh, I would like to see, I was talking about this before, like a cruiserweight at 235 because I think the leap between 205 and 265, it's the dumbest Massive. thing there is. You know, I would love to see that. I would rather take elbows out on the ground than knees in there to the head. I that that would be another rule that I would like because a knee can actually knock you out. Thankfully, we see more knockouts now by way of elbow, but before it was like ninety nine from hundred was a cut, and then they, you lose a fight because you were cut. You go, you come on, on the street, you wouldn't stop. So why, you know? But so that you know, it's 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 a nasty way to lose as a fighter if you got a cut. Think about that. You know, because you don't want to stop, but yeah. the referee stops the fight, the doctor stops it. So, yeah. you know, those rules and the, everybody's skill level. I'm, I'm really, I was so offended when I was fighting with guys who could not go the distance. I go, it's your job. What, go, go run some hills, do something. How can you not go the distance? It's like going a painter. I always said, it's like a painter goes to the job and half a pen, can of paint. And now he can paint only half the door. It makes no sense. Mm. You know, you are in shape or you're not in shape. But don't come to the fight if you're not. You know, it made no sense. And now everybody is in shape. Now everybody can go the distance. It's, it's a whole different animal. So, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Great fighters. Like in Adesanya, TJ Dillashaw, like all these guys, Peter Young, I mean, Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo, Rose Namajuna. I mean, I can go on and on. Shevchenko. Uh, everybody does such an incredible talent. The ladies, I don't want to fight the ladies. Right now, I'm gonna have a problem with them. You know, they're so good. And yeah. they, you know, it's like it's like you said about Larry Holmes. They they feel like they have such something to prove as women fighters. They go out there and they bang, man. They bang hard. You know, they don't yeah. want to be looked at as a woman fighter. They want to be looked at as a fighter. Yeah. Know? Wow. Yeah, many times they save the show, actually, in, 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 uh, in some shows that the, the fighters were, uh, the men were underperforming, and then the, they wrap it up with the ladies' fight to fight of the night, you know, because women, let's face it, we know they're more violent than us, <laughs> we, we know, we know as guys, so, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. It's like, it's such a different world now, man, it's like, no, I, I like to make fun of myself, I'm, I'm one and one in women's mixed martial arts also. Because I got to have little gym sparring sessions years ago, one with Gina Carano at my old gym, Extreme University, and then one with Ronda Rousey at, uh, okay. at her gym in the Valley. And at that time, this is only 10, 12 years ago, you know, mind you, they both kill me and I know that, but I felt like I could get in there and, and match them. And, and they were my weight. They were 135, 140 pounds. These days, you mentioned Rose Nami Yunus, uh, I don't know how to say Joanna's last name, Yedrzak from Poland, uh, Weili Zhang. These are girls that are 105, 110 pounds. I wouldn't step in for a minute to mess around with them, man. It's yep. just the, the game The game has changed. The The level is – you know, I, I thought I, I thought it was more fun back then, Flex. You know, I, I had a conversation the other day with Scott Coker and Boss and Bean. You remember Scott Coker. and. Yeah. We were going like, man, it was so fun. We could just decide whoever, you know, would look good on a poster, we'd book them. And then we'd call their style Hawaiian bone breaking or whatever it was. You know, it was 
it, it was a show back then. It was the Wild West. And yeah. because of that, it'll never happen again. It was, I think it was a lot more fun then, but it wasn't really a sport. Now it's a sport, man. And, you know, guys like Boss Rutten, guys like uh, Mark Kerr even, they, they were ahead of their time. These were these are guys who, like Bruce Lee, you're talking about, would have been at the best, the best in the world right now because of who they are and what they are. Most of the people back then, uh, Boss, is this, if this is wrong, correct me, please. Most of the guys in the early days just weren't that good. But mm -hmm. they were fun. They were showmen. So mm -hmm. it was just a different game. Yeah, that's why I always said I was I, I was just lucky. I, I stared through everything. Uh, I was early on. I realized you have to combine everything in order to get the stamina you need. I did the already the, the cross training. I, I started doing that very early on. And that simply helped me because they weren't doing it. And because they weren't doing it, they were just not ready for it. So, yeah, now everybody's doing it. So, yeah. Hey, you, you know what the end of that era was, boss, in my mind? The end of that era was a fight at the, I think, LA Sports Arena called WFA. It was a one-and-done promotion that yeah. booked a huge card. The card was unbelievable. And the main event was my client and my friend, Kimo Leopoldo, against Boss Rutten. And th this was like the big main event. And I know there was a bit of a grudge going on back at that time. And I think that probably would have been a bad day for Kimo. I'm certain of that. But Kimo failed the drug test, and he couldn't fight. So I brought in an opponent at the last minute to fight Boss. So I was across from Boss uh, with a guy named Ruben Villarreal, known as Warpath. Great guy. And people love, promoters love Ruben because he, he was an Indian, American Indian. He came out with the Indian gimmick, great showman. The guy would fight anybody, anytime, anywhere with no notice. So promoters loved him for that also. But that's when that fight is when you saw the, the, the change in mixed martial arts, I think, forever. Because Ruben Warpath is a big guy. You know, he's 6'4", 260 pounds, 265, right at that level. And you just knew in the first five seconds that Warpath had no chance whatsoever in this fight. You just, you saw the difference between a showman and a real martial artist like Boss. And I remember standing there thinking, Boss, when that fight was happening and when it was over, this board is now about to change radically. And it did. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 Don Don Fry fought Ruben like two months before that, and it went to a draw. So Don literally called me. And he says, "Boss, he's got a hard head." I mean, I hit him with everything I had, and I had a rib out. So and I couldn't train any. I could only shadow box for the last twelve or fourteen days because I couldn't hit something solid because it would hurt my my rib so much. I couldn't roll because I couldn't turn. That's how I hurt my rib with rolling. So I go, okay, I will try to knock him out. If I see that's going to take an effort, I'm going to go for low kicks. If the low kicks don't work, I'll take him down and we'll submit him. And then, yeah, the low kicks worked. <laughs> so I will we'll stop on that. <laughs> they did. But, uh, but he could take a punch. And and, and, and we, he was commenting about it. Like I hit him and he goes, man, you're fast. I go, thank you. You literally <laughs> And then suddenly I hit him again with a cross. And I'm hitting him pretty hard. Sure, I couldn't talk as hard, but still. And he goes, and you hit hard. I go, well, no, hard enough. You're still standing, dude. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. Oh, my gosh. Sounds <laughs> like a great person. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's the best. Yeah, he's I was guy. very happy because he saved my butt. I already spent like $20,000, $25,000 in rehab for, uh, for all the injuries I had. I went in that fight with so many injuries. I was constantly trading 
rehab, training, rehab. It wasn't fun anymore. My tendonitis, everything came back. I was in so much pain, but now I needed the money. I really needed that money. So thankfully he stood up because all the other guys, thank Abbott, all these guys who said that they wanted to fight me, as soon as they got it offered, suddenly they want a million dollars. You know, like, yeah, okay. You know that's not going to happen, you see? So, uh, well, yeah, Paul, sure. and boss, I don't know if you know like the backstory of all that, but I, I like went through the list on that night. Yeah, I went to Tank first. That was the first choice. And you're yeah. right. He was unreasonable. Uh, Daniel Pewter. I mean, there were a lot of guys on that list. And when, when push came to shove, nobody wanted to fight you on uh, on short notice. But uh, yeah. good old Warpath stepped up. So that was cool. Yeah, he was a good guy. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I mean, different fighters. I mean, I, I, I had the honor of watching people fight like Benny the Jet Arquitas, you know, uh, oh, Billy Blank. I mean, it was just – that's that, it's just different back then. I mean – you know, I, I, they call it ring gentlemanship or, or angling. I call it running, you know, I mean, because back then you engaged your opponent. Now it's about, you know, just that ah, taking off and all. I'm like, really, what is that? You know, but if, if, if anybody haven't watched Benny Arquitas fight or his brother Binky or anyone back from that era, you're talking like some true martial artists that if you met them on the street, you're going to get your ASS handed to you. It ain't just no point karate where they touching you. I mean, these guys were like, I mean, Benny, I think he went and fought everyone's style system all around the world. And I think he was undefeated, right? Listen, Benny, I, did I tell you guys the story from Benny the Jet in Holland? Did you hear that? No. Nope. Yes, I know, I know. But go ahead. Flex may not have. I know what you're talking okay. about. It's a great so, story. So I'm in, like, this is all the way back. I'm in 86 or something. And I just started Thai boxing. Big Benny the Jet fan because I saw him on the movie Kings of the Square Ring, the documentary, dropping people with spinning back kicks. I mean, you heard the impact. The guy, phenomenal. Yeah. He fights yeah. this guy, this big black guy that we have in hold, Ewan Spung. Phenomenal Thai boxer. Benny is not used to fighting with low kicks. So we knew ah, he's going to get canceled with low kicks. And Ewan Spung is going to town on his legs. Somehow, because Benny has a heart three times bigger as anybody else, he just kept fighting, kept fighting, kept fighting. He's actually getting booed when he walked to the ring. It started like that, right? And then we saw a whole Rocky scenario. Like in the second round, you know, he's not out. He's still not out. Third round, Benny starts coming back and he starts connecting suddenly with big shots, big shots. Then this guy, this Dutch guy, starts spitting out his mouthpiece to get an extra breath. Yeah. First time, okay. Second time he does it, audience started flipping. Now suddenly they start booing the Dutch guy. And every time Benny connects, whoa, everybody goes crazy. Dude, and then he knocks him out. I get goosebumps now while I'm telling it. He knocks him out in the, I believe, in the end of the third round. And people were freaking going nuts for Benny the Jet. Like he came in like Rocky went to Ivan Drago in Russia. <laughs> I remember that movie. Like that. And he completely flipped the script, man. I mean, an unbelievable guy that is. I have been very fortunate. I met him a whole bunch of times. We did seminars together, you know, with a big group. He's a, he's a good person, man. And, yes, yeah, still this day, he can be old. You do not want to fight with this guy. Trust me. He's and so fast. And he's like my size, isn't he? Yeah, but, dude, he's a, he's a freak. He's like Ray yeah. Boom Boom Mancini. You know, you see him and you're going to go, he's a little guy. Go, <laughs> he will knock you out. You know? No, no, no. That's like uh... – uh, Steve Sanders, uh, uh, Master Muhammad, those guys just banged back then. Good grief, yeah. man, you know. And I think they really carried uh, the name karate because before karate was a joke, right? You know, cats really didn't know how to fight. They thought, you know, because they wore some black belt, you're going to be scared of them. Or you threw a, a couple of fancy kicks and you have any natural real street fighter who's going to whoop 
a, a, a half martial artist is going to whoop his ass, you know, because the martial artist is only used to training in a gym and a dojo. But, you know, you got guys like Benny the Jet and uh, Master Muhammad. Those guys banged for real, like Bruce Lee. It's different when you fought on the street for your life and yeah. then got into fighting as a profession. It's completely different, you know. Uh, it's just a different mindset. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. Flex. Thank God. Um, thank hey, God, though, Daniel LaRusso go. came go. along and showed the world karate guys can Bean, fight. got to go. Bean, see you, brother. I got a Skype call. Y'all have a great evening, my friends. Good, Good to talk see you again, brother. Yes, see you thank guys. you very much, Bean. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 what were you saying? I'm sorry, Rick. No, I was, I was saying thank God. Daniel LaRusso came along and showed the world how real karate was. Um, but uh, I'm no, not, on, on that note, I'm not I, I have to ask on you. this guy. I mean, hey, kudos to him. I mean, I think he did a lot. So and, and Karate Kid yeah. did amazing for, you know, uh, for martial artists and everything like that. And I'm I'm just, I'm talking, and I don't mean no disrespect to nobody. Uh, I'm just talking from, I mean, I consider myself a pure fighter, and it's just different. You know, it's just different. Uh being an actor acting to be a fighter versus I just think that real fighters can do that job and deserve that money too. You know? So flex you, you brought up uh, Billy blanks a couple of times during, yes, during talking tough. Was Billy, is he a legit martial artist? I always think of him as the Tybo guy. Oh, fuck no. no. Excuse my language. Yeah. Wow. No. So Billy was ahead of me. I was a, just a green belt when he was fighting. He fought against my uh, my sensei and my like father figure and everything like that. But no, Billy was 100 percent legitimate. I mean, and he was one of the very few that started weight training. So he had some beef, his muscles to him. Also, I mean, a guy would legitimately knock people out. You talking like crap that you see in movies with spinning kicks and helicopter kicks and all that. He done it in real combat fighting and would knock the person the F out. You know, he was truly ahead of his game. And those guys were lightning fast. I mean, and again, it was called point karate or semi-contact, uh, uh, but plenty of people got knocked out all the time, you know, because, I mean, it takes a certain type of skill set to throw a, a, a technique at such great speed that your opponent can't see it. You have no time in pulling back off of that. So, uh, no, and I, I think even our boss would probably, uh, uh, you know, agree that Billy was a fighter back in his yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Good yep. grief. That guy, he hit hard, hard. Great martial artist. Great and martial just, artist. Just the craziest, dumbest stuff. I mean, literally, he'd do a helicopter. Like, a, what is it called uh, when you when – you, Go like this or whatever. Uh, kids and, do it all the time. Yeah. yeah, but we he know, would do that and knock people to F up, you know. <laughs> you, know yeah. you know what you mean. Well, guys, you know, we, we are at the end of the hour. Flex, yeah. I want to thank you, man. It's like you, you took over as the host this week, and you did a phenomenal job. And there there's something about you. I know you've been in a lot of pain. It's just, but you, it's a, I you, just, you know, I feel very confident with myself sometimes. Hey, I, I got my Glock know. 9, right? I got my Glock, Glock 9 and my AR Glock right here, baby. I got my AR on my Glock 9 right here. It's all good. I got my little oh, tiny knife. Oh, That's so what like I got. So you like to do it up and close and personal. Here, boss. Right. Boss, you ready? Woo. Oh, look at you, my man. You know what I got, right? But uh, oh, no, I mean, you, you're looking great. There's a light. There's a light about you this week. I don't know what it is. Thank you. But, um, yep. 
Thank Whatever you. you're just, doing, it's just him upstairs. Just keep him it upstairs. up, man. And keep that keep that connection alive, man. You look good. You sound Thank you. great. Thank Boss, you. amazing seeing you as always. We'll be back with a big yeah. guest next week. It's a guy Flex Wheeler introduced me to, but he may not even know who I'm talking about. And uh, we'll uh, make that announcement via social media this week. And away also, we go. Also, we need to get CT Flexer on here. I already spoke to him. Love to have CT on. That would, that would be a definitely, really, really definitely. cool thing. That'd be a great one. Definitely. All right, Vatos. Gentlemen. Have a great have a rest of the week. God bless you guys. Thank you so I'm much. Signing off for talking Thank to you. Bye-bye. Hey. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that!